Welcome to Not Your Mama's Relief Society. I'm Annie Joy, and me and Julie are on a mission to teach the tools to help us to build a kinder Zion. Join us for today's conversation because there's always room on the pew for you. Friends. Welcome back. Welcome back. (laughs) Welcome back. We always have a crazy welcome back song, but you know what? Today has been a little crazy, not going to lie to you, but you know what is so good is that we got Melanie Stroud on the mic. Hey, y'all. It's going to be fun. Yeah, girl. If you've been here a hot minute, you know that Melanie was on like a bajillion episodes ago. It was like, (laughs) I have to look it up. It was like my first like 10 episodes and now you're episode like 80 something and so we've, we've, you know, we've been around for a little minute, but it's what's a lot so of work. funny is that when I first asked her, I did not, she didn't know me. I just had been listening to her podcast, which is come follow me for us. For those of you who don't know, and if you're not listening, get your life together and go listen. <laughs> but I was listening to her podcast for quite some time. And I even saw her speak at a singles conference here in Arizona. And I was like, this woman just like speaks to my soul. She is everything to me. So then I had this thought to ask her to come on. I was like, she's like a bajillion followers. I have nothing. Like, what would she even? Anyway, and the thought came back. I'm, I was literally mid curl in my hair. And the thought was like, just email her right now. So I put it down, picked up my phone, and I emailed her. And she got back in like five minutes. I was like, sure, why not? Oh. Then I fangirled so hard. Anyway, <laughs> it was great. Anyway, turns out we're, you know, very similar humans. And so it works out great. And she's become like my podcast mentor and it's delightful. <laughs> anyway, there's so many things you can say about Melanie, but Melanie, you tell us what you want them to know about you. Yes. How magical you are. Oh, goodness. <laughs> like, like a bio, like, hi, I'm a person <laughs> and I'm a human. I have a house in Arizona and one in Georgia, and I I married a man who lives in Georgia, but I have custody of my kids in Arizona every other week, so I fly back and forth on Mondays and basically have two households, so when I'm making dinner, I'm like, oh yeah, I've got garlic, and then I go, oh no, I have garlic in Phoenix, but not here, or you know, like, (laughs) and for an ADHD scattered mind, it does not work out for cooking at least. So struggle, struggle bus. Yeah. But you know what? I feel grateful that, I mean, I have the means to be able to do it because it didn't seem like that was going to work out, you know? So, so that's fun. And it's fun for me to say that I met him at a family reunion in Alabama. So, (laughs) (laughs) so, you know, if you're looking for someone, Annie, you might want to just start checking out your family. Right. I feel like there better be more to that story. (laughs) <laughs> it is but this isn't about my love life this no not oh, now sure it is sure it is now uh okay, we're not blood related it was related. her, it was, her <laughs> it was her sister's family reunion so like yes. her husband's family reunion right and not as interesting as i had hoped i know i know but, <laughs> but the fact really that it was good. in alabama just makes it so much better and i like oh just my gosh and people are like what oh, yeah. the heck but yeah. yeah so now it's sisters are married to brothers and so oh, I, love and I had never met my husband because he was actually on a mission when my sister and her husband got married. So I had never even met him. He lived on the other side of the country. He's a little bit younger than me. Nobody thought anything was going to happen. And then dee, it did. So. 
So Lady, one of Melody's signature sound effects. <laughs> and how do you like Georgia? Which do you prefer, Arizona or Georgia? Oh, Georgia, hands down. It's oh, so yeah. beautiful out here. And these are Jesus loving people. You know, you're at the grocery store and they're like, oh, I'll pray for you. And they mean it, you know, like it's, it's cool. And it's, it's beautiful. And you get so much more house and land for your money. We have a tree house over a Creek and, you know, like, it's just, it's yeah, it's amazing out here. I really like it. So what you're saying, Do you is sometimes get really to bring your kids to visit Georgia. That's what you're saying. Yes. We'll That's what I'm saying. Come one, come all. Come yes, all of us to Georgia. So I have my oldest daughter and her husband live with me in Arizona and, and then my next son and his wife live with me in Georgia. (laughs) So (laughs) I just have kids all over. And then I have three step kids. I have five, I guess if we're finishing the bio, I have five kids, homegrown ones of my own, and then three step (laughs) kids, and then two that have married in, you know, so we've got kind of a group. It's cool. That's so awesome. It is amazing. And go listen to her episode about her son that just recently came back to church. Oh, dude, it that's is a good one. Powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next year, season four, episode 33. Season four, episode 33. Yes. And so four out of five of my children no longer believe or go to church. And my second son actually had been a total atheist and had an amazing experience with the Book of Mormon and came back. So. That was exciting. As he came back, my oldest left. So I still only have four out of five. I mean, four out of five still don't believe. But it was a miracle that my son came back. And the miracle was that it was the Book of Mormon. This is my jam. It's what I talk about all the time. I'm like, just get in the scriptures and you'll feel the spirit and you'll know what's true. And so it was really cool that 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 happened right as I was finishing writing the book, too. So that's amazing. So for those of you who may not know Melanie, she wrote this incredible book. It's called Feasting on the Words of Christ. And the best part is that there's donuts on the front of the book. There are donuts. <laughs> and the little, little tagline is let your soul delight itself in fatness. And it's, it's just so good. All the donuts, all the things. If you follow Melanie at all, or if you know about her, you know that this, this pr- these principles of revelation and this process that she teaches that her mission president taught her is like what she's been preaching for over four years now, right? I mean, so many years you've been preaching this and and now you have this beautiful book that sums up this process and also just has your hilarious humor all throughout it. Like there (laughs) were several times I just laughed out loud. Like I can hear your voice in my head. (laughs) I just like, I care. I haven't listened to the audible because I struggle less with being read to. Uh no problem but I like will hear your voice in my head as I'm reading and I'm like laughing so hard and just the way you describe stuff is so funny there's not too many church books that talk about farts in the MTC we're just gonna have to straight up say it's a little it's not your average book (laughs) not your average goodness I know I want that average something else yes (laughs) Uh uh-huh I love it so tell us a little bit about the process of writing this book because I'm sure it was a massive task well, I'm sorry that the whole entire world had to get COVID so that I could get the book done because <laughs> I've been trying to write it for 30 years and it's been in the back of my head that I wanted to write, you know, about this method of reading the scriptures. And, but as I was starting to the podcast, a thought kept coming to me. I wanted to write a book about people who are thinking about leaving the church, you know, and I want it to be called just stay like just say, don't go. There's so many good things. And so 
I was kind of writing that book and I went and checked into a hotel in Utah and, you know, bar the doors, turn off the phone. I'm going to do this. I'm going to sit here for five days or whatever and just finish this thing. And I asked myself the question, or maybe Heavenly Father told me, he's like, who's going to buy this book? Like, you think people who are leaving the church are going to like head into the bookstore and buy the book? Or you think if someone's parents give it to them, they're going to be like, wow, like, it's not going to be well received. This, this can't, who are you writing this for? And so then I got thinking back again about this first book that I wanted to write about this process. And I just felt like, how do we get people to stay? I'm not going to be able to catch all the people as they're walking out the door, but I have to help secure people's testimonies who think it's secure. You know, like us, all of us are in such, we live in precarious times and so many great people are being deceived. So many great people I know are leaving their faith. And I think this book and this reading the Book of Mormon every day and this five-step method is what we all need to do so that we can secure our testimonies so that we won't leave. And so it's like my undercover way of just getting all of us to stay before we ever even think of walking out the door. Sure. Like to anchor us in, which I think yeah. is so powerful because I remember, and I don't remember which one, but you've told the story before in one of your episodes about how you were angry about people leaving. And you had that thought come to mind. Like if you don't have your face in the book of Mormon every single day, you're going to follow them out. Like yep. nobody yep. is safe without putting safeguards in place. Right. Right. And that was a powerful experience because I was, I was mad, like another family in our ward had left and I was just kind of, you know, and I had, it was like a voice that said, if you don't read every day, you'll follow them out. And I look back and I was looking back through my journals, like, as I was writing the book and in a time when my first husband, he left the church and we stayed married for about eight years and during that time, as he was like moving further and further away, I felt like I was moving closer and closer because I just was in the scriptures, especially the Book of Mormon every day. And I felt like a question would come up and it would be answered or I would start to get snarly and it would go away or like it was just the grounding thing. I think my entire life, that is the one thing that has anchored me to Jesus. It has anchored me to the church and it's powerful. It's so powerful. So maybe for those who have been living under a rock and don't know the five-step <laughs> process, just kidding. <laughs> just maybe those who may not be aware, maybe right. it's like a brief recap of kind of what the steps are. If you want a deeper dive, you need her book. Or I mean, right. you could also listen to her episode. She talks about it, but the book is powerful because she just does a deeper dive into each step. And so it's really great. But yes, give us a recap of that. Okay. Well, it's nothing like earth shattering. You know, we've, we've Except heard it is Melanie. We've heard search, ponder and pray before, but it's just like my mission president, I served in Japan and he came to us one, one day and said, I have this way. I want you guys to study the book of Mormon. And I started doing it that day. It was back in 1994. And I started reading like that. And I have like journals and journals and journals where I've just been reading and writing since then. But basically what you do is you grab your scriptures and you sit down and you say a prayer at the beginning and before you read. And in that prayer, you say what you're grateful for. You repent. So you kind of clean the air between you and heaven, you know, like let's, let's chat here. Let's give this space. And then you read and you read along until you find something that kind of sticks out to you. And then you stop and you think about it. And how does this apply to me? How does this apply to my life? 
And then you write. And I actually write the scripture down and then how I felt about that scripture and how it applies to me. I write it down. And then I go back and I do cross-referencing, you know, if like something like, oh, that's interesting. You know, maybe I should think a little bit about being holy or something, you know, and I'll click on that and cross-reference all over. And, and then when you're done, you pray again and you thank Heavenly Father for your experience. And it seems really simple, but when you really sit down like that, I feel like man, you're just saying there's a cool scripture in Doctrine and Covenants 88 that says, draw near unto me and I will draw near unto you. And I totally feel like when I open my scriptures and get out that pen and paper, or I actually do it on my computer, I'm like, Heavenly Father, I'm ready to hear from you now. I'm ready to chat. And and him and the Savior, they're like, okay, we're so glad you're here. And even if I miss a day or two, it's not like they're like, well, we're not talking to her because she hasn't talked to us. They're like waiting. I feel like they're just sitting there waiting. Like whenever you're ready, we're here to chat. And so I just think it's a gift. I think it's a, a real gift. It is amazing. I love the idea of this. Cause I feel like as a mom, I'm trying like my best to teach my kids. Like we've had several conversations about the spirit and they'll be like, yeah, but like, what about my own voice or things like that? And I think that putting a daily practice is so much, so effective for you to be able to have daily occurrences yes. of enlightenment, right? And daily occurrences of that. And I remember I was listening to Corman, the 70 came and spoke in our state conference. And he was saying that he was, I think he was mission president in Brazil at the time, but he was like, follow the spirit, follow the spirit. And then he looked at all these missionaries and they're like, how like what is that you know and I think we kind of like ambiguously say that like follow the spirit or like then the spirit will speak to you but I think we're all kind of on a journey of like okay what is that yeah. Annie and I have talked a lot about this just being a muscle so I like that there's like tactical reasons the other thing we've been talking about a lot too is like the idea that a lot of the people that are leaving the church we had a discussion with one of our friends just the other day about Joseph Smith on the podcast. And we were talking about how, like, as you're asking the questions, you know, and contemplating all this new information, I was like, you have to also really take an individual like assessment of the energy you're actually putting into the gospel. Like how much, and you got to be real with yourself, right? Cause like there's been times I've had like dark questions or I've had deep questions. And then I think, okay, Julie, but like, you're not even doing any of the daily things. So how are you prepared yeah. to receive an answer one way or the other, you know? And so I think this is such an important thing that like you're in daily preparation right, to receive well, revelation and to receive an answer. Yeah. Right. And you know what is so cool? So I was reading the other day in the introduction to the Book of Mormon. And can I just read a part of it? Because I think this is so cool. And yeah. I didn't realize that it was when I was reading, writing the book, I read this and I was like, you guys, look at how cool this is. I didn't even know. But it says, you know, we ask everybody to read the Book of Mormon. And it says, and to ponder in their hearts the message it contains. And then to ask God, the eternal father, in the name of Christ, if the book is true. Those who pursue this course and ask in faith will gain a testimony of its truth and divinity by the power of the Holy Ghost. And then this next part is the part I didn't realize. It says, and those who gain this divine witness from the Holy Spirit will also come to know by the same power that Jesus Christ is the savior of the world and that Joseph Smith is his revelator and prophet in these last days. And 
and that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is the Lord's kingdom once again established on the earth preparatory to the second coming of the Messiah. And when I read that, I was like, my face in the Book of Mormon every, almost every day, we're not going to say that, you know, there's perfection there, but trying for the last 25 years or so, you're not going to knock me off my testimony of Joseph Smith. Like I've heard all of it. I've read the letter. I've done all the things. And I'm like, all of you back off that man. Like he's amazing. <laughs> he is a prophet of the, the Lord. We should revere him. I will stand in line to meet him. And I didn't realize even until I was really like getting down to writing the book too, that I don't think without reading every day, that I would have the relationship with the savior I do. But once he answers your prayers powerfully more than one time, you're like, he's real. And I don't know the answer to this question that I just read online, but I know he answered my prayers last night. So that trumps my questions, you know? And so I think mm -hmm. the more you do this and the more you receive answers, then you're like, it can't not be true. It's in the book of Mormon that we're finding it. And, and I think I'm, one of the things that makes me so excited, like I just get so excited about all of this, but I think that the first miracle of the restoration wasn't when Joseph Smith went in the grove to pray and he saw God, the father and Jesus Christ. It was when he was in his house reading the Bible and he read that scripture in James. It says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. And he said, Never did any scripture come into anyone's heart more powerfully than that did to mine. You know, and he said, I felt it in all of my soul. And, and then he went to the grove, but heavenly father answered his prayer and his concerns in his house when he was reading the Bible. Yeah. And when my son came back, it was the same thing. He said, like, I felt this tingly feeling and he's like, I'm feeling it again right now. And in the doctrine and covenants, it talks about that feeling, that spirit of revelation is the same spirit that parted the Red Sea. So you don't have to wonder, like, I wonder if this is from God, like you'll feel it. And we've joked about it that I call it the whoosh. But if you read and then feel that whoosh, then you know it's from God. And it's powerful to know that you can have a relationship with the creator of the universe. Yeah. Well, it's like you're saying, you have to keep doing it enough times. You can recognize your particular brand of whoosh. Yeah, because now that I've been doing it, it's probably been like four years, like since I got divorced, and I started this process and like found your podcast and started doing it this way. And it's so clear to me now because I've done it so many times and it's almost always in the Book of Mormon or like you start there and it leads you somewhere else. And I know that feeling now of like the nudge where it's like, oh, that word stuck out. Why is it sticking out? And sometimes, in the, especially in the beginning, like a word might stick out and then I'll look and there's like no actual footnote. Or it was definitely like stumbly at first, like yeah, yeah, figure yeah. out where to look and where to follow. And sometimes it'd be like, I follow a footnote and it's not that scripture, but it's on the same page. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Right. But it's just, if any other practice you have to do, you have to do it enough times to figure out how it works for you. And I've had people tell me, they're like, I, I envy how close you are to God. I'm like, it is literally this practice. It's Heavenly Father. Right. But like, it is this particular practice that has brought me to a place where I can pick up the scriptures for so many things. Like I also have a grip of stories of times that I've turned the scriptures for answers. 
like one of them. And hopefully most parents can relate to this. My son had hit my daughter again and I was so mad and we're driving home and I'm going through and I'm like, I'm taking away TV. I'm going to break the TV. Like I'm, you know, I'm like all the punishments I can think of, right? Like just blowing up in my mind, like so angry at him. And I get home and my, I had left the old Testament on my desk instead of my, my little study corner. And so I opened it up and the very first verse I read was, should I not spare Nineveh? <laughs> and I was like, oh, got it. Like download, like, should I not spare Evan? You think you're not being a little too harsh on him? You know, I'm like, right. okay, all right, all right. And anyway, I just, so much of my parenting, because I am still a single parent and yeah. I, he is my co-parent. So, so many times I'm like, tell me what to do. And I go to the Book of Mormon and it's not even always exactly the words that are there, but those words will inspire words to come to my mind. And yes. like, oh, yes. It. And I like feel, I know, I know that feeling. And it's so beautiful to know the feeling I can trust it. But just like with a friendship, like Julie and I have been having conversations since 1999 and now we just record them. So I, I trust her voice. I trust her insight. I trust what she says to me because we've had so many conversations where she has been there for me. She's comforted me. She's guided me and been such a good support to me that I trust her voice. I trust that. So, but that's because I've spent over 20 years with her having these right. conversations, right? So if you're not spending the time, just like Julie was saying, if you're not spending the time, you're not going to have that relationship. It can't just, you know, open up occasionally here and there and like half-heartedly call your friend up and expect them to feel like you have a mutual relationship. Yeah. We also are working at a deficiency, like for just meditative space. We are at such a deficiency as like a culture with like instant. I watched this really funny. It's funny as I'm talking about Instagram, but I watched this really <laughs> funny reel where this guy goes, Imagine if the Book of Mormon was your phone. Have you seen I this? I saw that last night. It's so funny. I put so it like, on my he story. So like he's sitting on the toilet and he's reading his phone and then he tries to like reach <laughs> up the words and then and then he wakes up and he automatically rolls over and opens his Book of Mormon. And then everything is like all the time that we're touching our phones. And it was so funny because it's like, we're at such a deficiency. When I was talking to my kids, I kept saying, I mean, you need to look for quiet. Like I don't, I don't know how you gain quiet. I mean, we have seven people in like a 1500 square foot house. It's pretty tiny. So like, there's not a lot of quiet, but like, if we're not escaping and finding the peace, our soul can't. And so it's like having a vitamin deficiency. Like you, there's going to take time for you to build up and get to a point where you're like, okay, I'm at just a normal consistent level of mm. vitamin D. Like I'm at a wellness Right. You know? Well, and you know, it's so perfect is that one of the parts that I had marked, I mean, I marked so many things in this book, but I had a few like post-it notes of like maybe points I wanted to talk about. And one of the ones in here that I love that Melanie wrote was pondering invites the Lord to customize his messages just for us. And I, I know that's so powerful because that's part of the steps, right? It's like, read these things and then just be quiet to like what downloads are coming in. And I'm getting goosebumps right now because I have had um, some like fears and some struggles come up recently. And I went to the temple and it was a good experience, but like, I didn't feel like I was getting the guidance I was looking for. And I was like, well, so I, after I was done, I'd already changed. And I went and just grabbed the book of Mormon. That's like 
in the foyer, right? Like those little chairs all over the place in the foyer with Books of Mormon. And so I pick one up. First one was Spanish, had to move seats. And I pick up the next one. And I was like, okay, Heavenly Father, do your thing. Like, I am really struggling. Like, I really need you right now. And I like looked a little tabs. And for whatever reason, DNC 100 like stuck out. And so then I opened that up and I can't remember, I'd have to go look up what the actual verse was that I read, but then this verse stuck out and at first it didn't make sense because it was talking about somebody going on a mission and that their children will be provided for. And I was like, well, I'm not going on a mission. So I like, I wasn't getting it at first. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to trust that the answer and just put the book down. And as I was driving home, like, Heavenly Father, was that it? Do I need to dive further? Like, what else do I need to do? Help me here. I don't know what to do with this situation. I'm struggling so much. And I remember it coming so clearly to my mind, like that pondering and like letting there be quiet in my car, no podcast. Sorry, Melanie. Like I didn't even listen to even like a church podcast. I just let it be quiet in my car and nothing else. And just this overwhelming piece of like, sweet Annie, you don't have to take every word in the verse. <laughs> just remember the part that says your children will be provided for that's the only part I needed you to read and it solved my fears not because I have an answer for like what's next in certain decisions but because I have the renewed faith that my children will be provided for because I know that's why I'm afraid I know that's like the root of my fears as my kids and like being able to provide for them and so it was just so interesting that at first I was like dismissing it and he's like Oh, honey, just look a little deeper. This is what it is, right? And so those customized messages, it could even be four words in that verse. I remember Melanie telling your story about like you were deciding about marrying your husband or not. And you read the verse of like the issues in the far east or something, right? And you're like, there's yeah. just those few words that's like the answer. And right? it's so beautiful. Yeah. Well, and you you hit on the elixir. If you need answers, read the Book of Mormon in the Celestial Room. I'm telling you, I do a session and then sit in there and read and I'm like, holy cow. Like, yeah, and I always, come in. I always joke that the Lord knows where all the words are, but he does. And you just open it and he will apply it to you. And that's what's so funny because sometimes people write me their experience and I'm like, oh, that's nice. But like, I kind of don't quite see how it it works exactly. But that's the cool thing is when the Lord's talking to you, you get that, that whoosh with it. You get that confirmation and even kind of that clarity in your mind, how that works for you, you know? And so sometimes when we're telling it, even sometimes people are like, okay, but that's why it's so cool is because he does tailor it. And how cool is that? And why don't I say cool? Like 10 more times. Cool, 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 cool. Totally cool. cool. cool, cool, cool. Totally don't have a cow. <laughs> I was just thinking like the reality is, is that like, if you're thinking as a celestial being, there's been many people that have had like beyond the veil experiences and they talk about how they just talk mind to mind rather than like using voice and words and stuff like that. But you think about like Heavenly Father's ability to speak to us in our actual spirit without any of the like, you know, we always put a tinge on anything. Like if Melanie says something to me, I still have to like put it through my filter and take it in and decide what Melanie meant by that. And what does Melanie think? And that may come with like childhood trauma or what mm -hmm. did that do? And what is this or whatever, but like God's ability to speak directly to your heart, directly to your soul and like what you're doing and how you need to hear it. Like that's where you can build that special relationship with him is really like working that muscle. Right. 
I also was thinking that maybe Annie just missed that she's actually supposed to marry someone who speaks Spanish. And that's why she picked up the Spanish Book of Mormon. (laughs) I don't know that she got that whoosh. She immediately moved to another If you could. (laughs) Maybe I wasn't paying enough attention to the whoosh. (laughs) Rico suave. (laughs) Your message was much better and much more tailored to you. And then I was like, this is the time, Julie. It's like, well, this isn't I, the time. Put that this joke isn't the away. Time. No, I love it. That joke always later. on the hunt. Like, she's <laughs> always trying to, like, that's why when I... Melanie, Melanie broke the ice a little by saying that. So then I was like, all right, if we're laughing, then I can bring this one up. <laughs> we can if we're laughing. Laugh. I, we're always <laughs> laughing. And because that's <laughs> the other thing. I think when I read the Book of Mormon every day, I'm a lighter person. I'm a happier person. I don't have these burdens of like, everything is so hard and heavy and that I have to be mad all the time. And that like, it has tempered me so much. And I think like, when I look at myself, even five years ago, before I started, started the podcast. And now like I've been deep in the scriptures every single week. And I just, I'm just a more peaceful person in general. And it was interesting, like a few, a couple of weeks ago, I was just getting snarly at everybody. I was like, oh, he's bugging me and she's bugging me. And I was just, Argh. and then a thought popped in my mind, like, you haven't read the scriptures all week. It'd been like four or five days. And I was like, oh yeah. And so I went and I got the scriptures and I opened it and I read it and I didn't read something like stop being a snarly mean wife. I just felt peace again and I felt the spirit and I think when we turn to the Lord and we're trying that's all he wants from us he doesn't want perfection he just wants us to draw near unto him so he can draw near unto us and I think it's it's sad because we're always like oh ain't nobody got time for that and then we look and saw we were on our phone for three hours you know but like I spent no time in the church app like guess what we all have time we all can carve out 15 minutes and if we I'm not saying that I study for hours and hours a day I set a little clock. That's it. Let's do 20 minutes. Let's do five in the carpool lane and five, you know, whatever. And just tell the Lord I'm interested in you because he's always interested in us. But I think the way we show that we're interested in him is by turning to him. And it's so easy when you open the scriptures, especially the book of Mormon, because it was translated by the power and inspiration of God. And so it's just, Jesus is all over in there. He is everywhere. Jesus is everywhere. Well, and I think it's because it allows the scriptures to be much more interesting. Like I remember before, like I had a pretty good, you know, scripture reading habit maybe, or like, like in my mission, I decided for whatever crazy reason to read every single footnote in the book of Mormon. <laughs> right, it took me like eight months and I was studying like an hour or so every morning and it still took forever. I looked up every single footnote, read every, anyway. Like I had done things to study the scriptures. It wasn't like this was my first rodeo, but it was, it just has made the scriptures so much more exciting to me too. And it's not just like blah, 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 fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Like it is definitely, there is much more excitement. And, and like you said, so much more joy and you're learning how to follow that spirit. And like Julie was saying before, like, what does that even mean? Well, this is what it means. And also I would just like to say that when Julie kept saying, follow the spirit, my brain always wants to sing a song from any word I hear, right? So I kept going back to follow the yellow book road, follow the yellow book road. And I want to acknowledge that I didn't blurt it out until Good job. that I, I held it in for right now. So that yeah, I but, wanted to say, 
But my like gift is let's pull it all back to the gospel because we're following the yellow brick road yeah, right to heaven. And that is opening the Book of Mormon every day. And every dang day. It, it's work. True. And you know what? So many people have said to me too, like, oh, the scriptures are so boring or I don't understand. And I think my method of reading and my take on the scriptures is like reading the scriptures for dummies. It's like, I'm dumbing it down. It doesn't matter to me at all. Like sometimes you get into these, like when we were in the old Testament and these people given these like deep backgrounds and stuff, you know what, like how far Jerusalem is from the red sea or whatever, that does nothing to get me to heaven. What gets me closer to my savior is when I sit down and say, what do you have for me today? What do you want me to learn? And so I'm not confused or say, I don't know what that means. What it means is what it means to me right then. Totally. And, so, yeah. and so you don't have to be a scriptorian or like so super smart or know every backstory. All you have to do is open up and say, what do you want me to know today? Yeah. And that takes a lot of weight off, you know, a lot of load off. Oh, I don't know enough. You don't have to right. know enough. You just have to open them. Right. Can I pronounce half the names? No. Do I remember all the stories? No. But do I know how to find answers? Absolutely. I do. Yeah. And that's what matters. And I also think Melanie, you're right. You have a way to bring it back to gospel. So thank you for my ADHD rant being a gospel principle, but also you such a good way of like relating the scripture stories and the scriptures to us. Like you talked about how uh, you said the, the, it's no coincidence that the first story is about like a dysfunctional family or something like that. Like this family yeah. has issues or whatever, you know, and, and of course they do. And then you talked about like, they were distracted. They were busy. Like the tent wasn't going to sweep itself. Like anyway, your commentary is hilarious, but it is so relatable that like, yes, we're talking about a family who fights each other, who, you know, gets into arguments and I don't know there. I mean, nobody's tying it up at my house yet, but right. You know, maybe somebody is tying up their sibling to a, a mast of a ship. And right. I just, I love your ability to relate those stories to us because that's what they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be things that even if we're not exactly the same setting, like I do not live in the desert. Well, right. actually I do live in the desert. <laughs> you do live in a barren wasteland. I do, but I live <laughs> in a home and not a tent. And so right. Like maybe it's not literally the same, but can we apply the same principles to like what they're learning to us? So I think you do a great job of that too. Well, I, I think it's fun. It's fun to read and say, how does this apply? Like what? And nowadays, I think when we have children that leave the church, we beat ourselves up so bad. Like, what didn't I do right? What is wrong? Look at the scriptures, the very first story. He's a prophet and two of his kids are the worst, you know? And so it helps us to know that we can be the, we can be great parents or not. And no matter how our kids turn out, it's not all on us because look through the scriptures. I can't show you a perfect family in all of the scriptures at all. Like all of the scriptures, Pete stories have their bad kids or the weird parents or they're all crazy. Yeah. The and, Old Testament's a bunch of mayhem, honestly. Right. Yeah. But all of it is. I mean, look at Alma. Alma the prophet has Alma the younger. And he's awful and he's running around trying to stop everything his dad's doing, you know? So we have to give ourselves grace as parents. And I think that is one of the stories we learn right from the beginning is we just do the best we can with who we were sent. <laughs> and 
and turn to the Lord all the time. And that's the, the common theme is just turn to Jesus. And remember these stories. Remember, even the Old Testament. I thought the Old Testament was boring until this last time through. And I was like, you know what the Old Testament is? It's a story about a merciful God who just forgives and forgives and forgives and just says, come back. Like you treat me terrible. And I just, my arms are stretched out still. Like that's the message of the Old Testament is I'm always here for you. And so I just think some of these times we just think the scriptures are too hard or too confusing. And if you just stop and read a verse and think, how does this apply to me? you're going to start to love the scriptures. And when you do it long enough, like you say, you recognize you recognize the Lord's voice. And then it's very easy when you have troubles or confusions to say, what about this? And he can straighten it out quickly because you already understand how he speaks to you. Yeah. So do you like read chronologically or do you just pick up and read wherever you want? I read chronologically. But as I'm reading, if something like touches me, like I say, there's a lot we'll of the footnote. Mm-hmm. And then, or it'll, it'll remind me of a piece of a talk I read once. And so I'll go find the talk or it'll, re- a word I'll go look up in the thesaurus. And then there's some other words in the thesaurus and I go, oh, and then I'll look up that word back in the scriptures. It's kind of a hunt, you know, like it's almost mm-hmm. like a Easter egg hunt. Like, oh, what am I, where do I go now? <laughs> Um, but I think as, as we just, as we do that prayer beforehand, and there is a purity factor that we have to start factoring into our lives right now. Like you we're past the days when you can just watch total crap nudity shows and then come open the scriptures next day and say like, Oh, let's have a chat. Like I pushed the spirit completely out of my life, but now come back. Okay. Now I'm going to go swear at all my kids and whatever. Now come back. Like, obviously we, we aren't perfect, but that's what, when we come back, we say, I'm sorry. I swore at my kids yesterday. I love you. Let's chat. And he goes, okay. You know? And so I think the more, and the more you do it, the more you want to be, I think pure enough to receive the messages, you know? And so you start kind of filtering stuff out because we live again in scary times. And I think we we need the direction and guiding of the spirit. That's what president Nelson said. And yeah. um, it's part of the process, but I love that God doesn't need me to be perfect. He just wants me to be trying and to repent when I don't. And that's a cool part that's tied up in this five steps is repenting. Because I think if every day we take a little look at ourselves, we don't let sins get bigger and bigger. You know, we kind of squash them at the at the bottom. And if some things we don't even know we're doing when we're reading that day, Heavenly Father also has a good way of telling me, mm, probably shouldn't have done that you're getting a little whatever you know so yeah it's not always I get these fluffy messages like you're amazing sometimes I get like stop whining like layman or whatever you know (laughs) (laughs) all right well and I love you do talk about repentance in a beautiful way and we actually have never done several episodes talking about repentance and I I definitely have changed my view of repentance a lot too of like this is not a punishment this is an invitation to be more peaceful like when I give up these things, he's asked me to give up. My life is better. I feel happier. I'm more joyful. And last night in my, uh, I have a, I'm a certified life coach for a faith-based program. And so we had like our quarterly training thing last night. And it was on mapping out your patriarchal blessing and like taking I am statements and powerful statements from your patriarchal blessing. It was so cool. But in her presentation, she made this point and she read the scripture. And I feel like it's perfect for this part because 
uh, talking about repentance. So she's talking about like the Lehi going to the tree, right? And so it's first Nephi 15, 27. And my father, so the water which my father saw was filthiness and so much was his mind swallowed up in other things that he beheld not the filthiness of the water. And she was relating it to like, if we're so caught up in doing spiritual things and adding the spirit to our life, then we're just, our minds just swallowed up. And I've had that prompting several times when I'm trying to overcome something. I'm like, man, I'm having a hard time getting rid of this. And I've had this prompting several times of like, fill your heart and your life with more good. Yeah. Instead of trying to focusing on like, oh, I'm so bad. Get rid of the bad. Right. Get yourself more good. And the bad will just filter itself out. You don't have to beat yourself up. Just it's so true on the good. It's so true. It's so true. And I, I've been on this kick lately about this. Like if I want to be better at, you know, like you see your weaknesses, like the Lord says, come unto me and I'll show you all your weaknesses. And you're like, well, that's not very fun and fair. But when we do, I feel like, okay, I'm not patient. Instead of working on patience, I work on getting closer to Jesus and reading more about him and reading the book of Mormon and feeling close to him and patience just starts taking care of itself. So I feel like I don't really have to work on each individual weakness of mine. I just have to work on getting closer to Jesus. And then those weaknesses start going away. And it's such a beautiful process. And I listened to the best podcast the other day. And this woman was talking about commandments and covenants. And she just said that God didn't make, you know, like he could have just given us commandments and said, keep the commandments and I'll see you at the end of your life. If you do good, you'll get blessings. If you don't keep the commandments, you won't. And she was like, why did he make us covenant? And she said, because he wants a relationship with us. He wants to be with us when we mess up. He gave us commandments. So when we mess up, we'll turn to him. And it's not so we're so bad and we can't keep the commandments. He's like, basically I'm giving you commandments because I just want you to mess up so that you'll turn to me. <laughs> not that he wants us to mess up, but you know what I'm saying? Like right. this it's is the relationship process. I want. If I just wanted you guys to be perfect little angel robots, I wouldn't have made a covenant with you. I would have just said, yeah. here's the rules, but I made this covenant so that I can help you. Cause maybe some of these you're never going to get right. But if you turn to me every time and we develop this relationship, that's what I want. Yeah. It's like, he's your teammate. Like, like I yeah. said, he's my co-parent hundred yeah. percent. Mine too. So kind of is Julie. Julie's also my co-parent, but I mean, <laughs> I, I talked to Julie and I talked to God, like that's who I talked to about every parenting problem, but he is, he's meant to be our teammate. He wants to be that. And so I think that is beautiful that the covenant is there as a relationship. Yeah. He yeah. could just tell us, here's what to do. Good luck. Right. When you die, like hope it goes out right. well for you, you know, but no, he wants to be our teammate. And I think that is so beautiful. It I is. love that. Well, Isn't it I funny too, that the, like following the commandments, number one, you're going to be blessed just for the mere fact that you're following the commandment, right? Like not even, not even from God, but like, maybe right. it's that, like, you don't catch yourself in a situation where you get a DUI or whatever it is. Right. 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 So there's these like temporal blessings that we receive on top of which, like we have covenanted blessings that he gives us that just intensifies that partnership. Cause he's even taking that step farther he goes and also i'll always be with you and you know uh, you'll have the, all of the blessings of these 
other things that he covenants with us. So it's like he's just adding on top of the blessings he's already given or he's already given you. He's given you a path a path there and then a hand to hold. Yeah. It's so cool. And there's a analogy I talk about in the book that I like so much, but they talk about the Liahona, you know, and how it was just like when Moses put the snake up on the pole and said, you know, like, look, and when you got bit, if you just look at this pole, at this snake, you'll be healed. And so many people didn't look. And I'm like, why didn't they look? It was so easy. All you have to do is raise your eyes. Like you're going to die anyway. Why don't you just look, you know? And I feel like that's how it is. They say in the book of Mormon, they, they perish because of the easiness of the way we all have book of Mormon sitting in our house, but are we waking up and opening it and reading it? Are we reading it in the bus line? Are we reading it? You know, we're not, we're on our phones. We're scrolling through Instagram and seeing all the houses we don't have and all the perfect clothes we don't have. And we're missing it because it's too easy. And if people say like, that's it, that's all you have to do to make it home. I'm saying, yes, I'm saying that that relationship that I've developed with my heavenly father and Jesus Christ from just turning to the book of Mormon every day. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's it. Yeah, That's it. I've got the covenants. I go to the temple. I've got those blessings too, but it is the glue that holds us to the iron rod. It just is. It is the iron rod. But if we just read every day, we're not going to wander off. Yeah. It's like, so we're saying like, if you have so much goodness in you, then it just naturally weeds it else out. And, and I have so many experiences with that where like, I just keep having this reminder of like, just put more good in, put more good in. So reading that scripture again last night was like, that's, this is it. This is what it's about. Inviting that spirit in, following that spirit. And I love what Julie said. He's giving us a path to follow and a hand to hold. Yeah, yeah. that's it. This is what it's all about. I love that. Okay, to wrap up, I know you've been sharing a lot about your testimony of the Savior, but I just, any final words you might want to share with our audience about how reading the Book of Mormon and writing this book and this process you've been through has brought you closer to him? Well, I think at first I used to just always say, I love the Book of Mormon. Like the Book of Mormon answers my prayers. And I got to a point where I realized it's not the Book of Mormon, it's the Savior. And he answers my prayers and he is there. And when I'm sad or lonely or scared or confused, I just have to open it and I feel his love. And so I think, I think the Book of Mormon, just like it says in the introduction, man, if you grow to know that this book is true, you'll also know that Jesus is the savior and that Joseph Smith was the prophet. And I think it's like a trifecta. I think I'm just reading because you're supposed to. And oh, look at this. I also powerfully know that Joseph is a prophet and I powerfully know that the savior is my personal savior, my Jesus. I live in the South now, like praise Jesus. I, I feel that love and, and I feel it all the time and we all can feel it all the time, but we have to look. And there's so many scriptures that just say it like, if you will, but it's up to us and we just have to open it. And some people say, well, I don't have the experiences like you. Well, I've been shooting hoops in the backyard for 30 years. Like I've gotten pretty good at it. And so just try it, just start. And you'll be amazed. You'll be amazed at how quickly you can hear his voice. That's so beautiful. Thank you so much. I think that this uh, quote that you shared from President Monson in your book, is a great way to wrap up today. So you shared his quote, 
I implore each of us to prayerfully study and ponder the Book of Mormon each day. As we do so, we will be in a position to hear the voice of the Spirit, to resist temptation, to overcome doubt and fear, and to receive heaven's help in our lives. We, all three of us have a testimony of this, and we have experienced that for ourselves. If you have any questions, please reach out to any one of us. We'd be happy to help. And I know how much power this brings in your life. Melanie knows, Julie knows, we just, we know how much this will impact your life. So if you have questions, you have concerns, you have people in your corner to help you get closer to him because he is the source of all those answers. So we will link all the good stuff. So you can pop right over to go follow Melanie on Instagram and her website and her podcast and a link for her book. Just guys, just buy it. it you're, <laughs> you're not going to forget. I mean, that's not what I'm trying to say. You're not going to regret. That's the word. <laughs> you're, you're not, not going to forget, forget it. And you're not going to regret it. Either one. You're going to love all the things. Like I literally laughed so hard. You're going to love it. So thank you, Melanie, for being here. We love you. Oh, to bits. Thank you. Thank you guys for being here and we'll see you next week. Thank you. Thanks for being here today. If you like the podcast, the best way to support us is to leave a review and five-star rating. And come hang out with us and join our community at our new Instagram at notyourmamas.rs.